Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. My guest today is going to give you permission. Permission to do what? Well, you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. After 2020 destroyed her seven-figure online business, my friend Jamie founded Brighter Together Mastermind for impact-driven, successful entrepreneurs who are going places but don't want to go alone. While she's not in the pet industry, she has brilliant advice and a way to connect us back to what's really important. Learn what a mastermind is and how it can help you personally and professionally. And of course, learn some easy ways to grow your pet business. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. All right, pet bosses. Like I said, I have an amazing guest here with me today who you are going to love because I absolutely love her and it's Jamie Bright. Welcome Jamie Bright to the Boss Your Business podcast. Thanks for having me, Candice. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So we've known each other now for a few years and we know each other through Stu McLaren's impact mastermind. And so that means we get to meet in person a few times a year and we are on zooms once a month all together learning. And we have this boxer channel that we get to hang out in. 
more importantly, what I love about that experience is that I've really gotten to know your heart and know your purpose here in this planet and, and what you do for so many entrepreneurs. And I am just so happy that you're going to be sharing that with our pet boss nation community now. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you. So you're one of my first guests who are not the don't work in the pet industry. (laughs) And that's how much I respect you and how powerful you are. I want to bring you to our audience. So I would love for you to share what it is that you do now. And let's talk then about your journey on how you got there, but what, how do you help entrepreneurs right now? Okay. So what I'm doing right now is I'm actually running online masterminds for entrepreneurs who really are ready for a higher level of conversation and are ready to take a business that's already succeeding and really scale it. They want to be surrounded by other people who not just want to make an income, but also want to make an impact and who are generous with their expertise, just like you and I, like this exact thing. They want to meet more amazing people. They want to be able to help each other grow. And, you know, they know that it's really important to have a place where they can go when they're struggling to ask for help or Mm -hmm. any of these things. So that's what I'm currently doing. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to have, you're running an online mastermind, but they don't have to have online businesses, right? It's like, that's just how you're hosting it. Right. So I, most of my people do have some online component. Mm -hmm. So they either market their business online or they may have some clients that they get online, but I actually have a mix of people who do like online information. I've got a few people who have brick and mortar stores. So Mm -hmm. I have um, somebody who's been a fashion designer who had multiple stores and she does everything e-commerce now. Um, I I've had, I have people in the dental industry. I have people all over the place right? and it's kind of neat because it's so easy to get stuck Mm. in what our niche is doing and what our industry is doing. And when you can be surrounded by people in other industries who are all trying to grow their business who are smart, you can see what they're doing. It's a really great way to learn to innovate and get out of kind of that echo chamber of Mm -hmm. what everybody is doing and get amazing new ideas that you can then bring back and um, try. So I, yes. I love it, but it's definitely different than signing up for a very specific course on like how to start your right. you know, pet store or something. Right. Let's start at the beginning though. You've had some experience with the local market, like our clients. Yeah. So I started my first business back in 2009. Actually, I started my first business when I was like a kid. I always was selling like gravel rocks on the corner or yeah. lemonade or car washes. <laughs> like I always was selling something. But I officially started a business back in 2009 and it was a photography business. And I really just started it as a side thing to keep things legal while I was working in insurance. And I found that I really loved it and I was able to grow it very fast. And so in 2011, I left my full-time actuary job, which paid great, good people, low stress. And I went into full self-employment with my photography business. And I was mostly doing weddings at the time. And I had um, gone basically from being a nobody in the industry to being fully booked at the high end of the market very quickly. And so I had all these people asking me, how did you do this? Where did you come from? What is working? And the short answer was I was using digital marketing techniques that I learned online that nobody else had been implementing. And so I started emailing back responses because everything was via email and sharing in this Flickr group that I was in back when that was a place for photographers to meet. 
And somebody had said, you know, you should have a blog on this. And so I started looking at that and I, I realized you could make money sharing and teaching what you knew with others. And it was like this light bulb moment where I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sending the same email to all these people asking. And I love to help people. Absolutely love it. And so I started putting them on a blog instead. And I grew very, very quickly. And I was like, you know, I'm new at this. I've only been doing this, what, a couple of years, but you know, you can do what's working for me and here's what's actually working and here's what's not. And I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you my experience. Mm-hmm. And, and then actually I had a downturn for a while because when I first started, there was literally 20 people online that I could find searching Google who taught just photography business to any photographer. And within two years, there's probably 20,000, like it just blew up at the same time. And I wasn't niche anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I grew really fast and I mean, I was almost at $700,000 a year with that. So, I mean, I really grew fast. And then two years later, I was down to like 315, I think was my lowest year, Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem maybe low to some people, but when you've dropped half more than half Mm-hmm. in two years and you're still going down, you're like, oh my God, this is terrifying. I'm failing. Yeah, scary. What's going on? And so what I ended up doing was pivoting into personal brand photography because I was looking at what was working and I saw that getting into social media because it was still newer <laughs> was really working well. And I, I wanted a lot of really nice photos. So I wasn't taking my own pictures and mm-hmm. editing and spending all that time every day doing this. So I thought, I'll just hire somebody. They can take a bunch of photos for me. It can really be about my brand and what I'm doing with teaching photographers. And um, then I'll have them all ready to go and we can batch and whatever. Well, I couldn't find people who really understood what I needed. It was kind of an outdated model where there was a commercial photography model that was very expensive and priced based on like how many times the image would be used, which at the, you know, like online blew that all up. Yeah, right. So many is going to be used. And personal portrait photographers, which was a totally different thing too, where you couldn't use that commercially without extra licenses. And so I'm like, oh, there's this beautiful middle ground and I can lead the way in helping create this in the industry. And it's needed Mm because photography is a declining industry. So I, I, I pivoted into that. I gave myself permission to go into that. And it just exploded. It tripled. I, I hit my first seven-figure year within about a year and a half. And it was wonderful. And everything was going well. And then COVID hit. It totally destroyed everything. <laughs> and so I, I know, I'm sure some of your listeners here were hit, especially if they had brick and mortars, mm-hmm. the same thing. And it's terrifying. It's emotionally exhausting. And what I found was when I was at that lower point, after I had grown my business really fast within like two, three years, and then it plummeted because I was no longer niche, that low point, I joined a mastermind. It's the same one that I met you in. You just Mm -hmm. weren't there yet. (laughs) And it was such a huge shift for me. It changed everything to have people that I could come to and be like, my business is falling apart. Like, what am I doing wrong? Where is, you know, where, where should I be looking? Um, I know all of these principles, but it's not working. And mm-hmm. to have a safe place where I could ask and then get advice and get people who really get to know me and can suggest things that work for me and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, you're really good with this. Have you considered doing X, Y, Z? I really believe that was a huge part and why I was able to turn it around so mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when, when my, business in the photography industry collapsed, which was because people couldn't do photography with yeah, others, like their, their businesses were collapsing. I 
I had been wanting to run my own masterminds for quite a while because it was such an influential thing in my life. And it was exactly what I needed in my business. I had outgrown my communities. Like if I told them what I was making, they're like, you're making what? Like, you know, and I, you don't want to take advice from somebody who's making a 10th of what you're making, who doesn't know, like it's a different level and you've got different uh, problems and different things that you need to do. You need to run your business differently at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of outgrown a lot of them. And I think a lot of people, they get to a certain point and they're doing well. And then they either start to stagnate or they don't know how to take it further because they're still, you know, they've outgrown their communities. They they can't talk to their friends about how much they're making. They, mm-hmm. they have all these things that they feel alone. Mm-hmm. And so when you can connect people and give them that safe space to grow, it's awesome. And I, I just love it. I'm, I love to go deep with people. And so <laughs> it's just, that's, that's where I'm at and why I made yeah. that pivot. Yeah. I love all those p- pivots and I'm glad you talked about them because in the pet industry, either people kind of start, start into the pet industry because they, it usually is like one dog or one animal that they just fell in love with. And that had some issues and that got them on their own path of researching and then realizing there wasn't someone in their market that, that was doing or providing these resources. And so then they open Mm. their business. That's oftentimes what it is, which sometimes means leaving a career you were in previously, Mm -hmm. or it can mean that people are very unfulfilled in the previous career and now they want to make this change. And so, um, but then they get there and, you know, I've got some podcast episodes about how some of us in the pet industry are kind of accidentally successful because Mm -hmm. so many people love their pets and there are so many pets, but, um, you know, we've been doing this. A lot of us in the industry have now been doing this for so many years and either want to try something else or need to think about what's next, but are fear- fearful of well, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's funny because when I was at that low point, that 315, and I said, I joined that mastermind. It was kind of funny because I, I had heard that masterminds are super valuable and they're, they're expensive. Like this one was multiple five figures mm-hmm. that I joined. And, and I was like, yeah, I, I wanted to find somebody that I really aligned with who had the same values as me. Cause there was a lot of people teaching pretty shady, manipulative types of tactics online. And I didn't want anything to do with them. And mm-hmm. so I wanted someone who was super honest, who cared about making an impact, who just had a lot of the values that I had. Mm-hmm. And so when I found that person, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I was all excited about it. And then they contacted me a few months later when they were finally going to start the process and open up applications. And, and I was like, I should probably go figure out what a mastermind is. I didn't really know. (laughs) And, um, and like, I started Googling, like, what is a mastermind? And it was talking about how you come together and you share what's working and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have been running these in my industry for free because I had this whole group of people that I did this with. I kind of collected, I'm a, a community person and I'm like, people get paid this much money to do this. Like how in the world? Like I did it for myself and it was good to have the one in my industry, but I really needed one that was bigger to get me like, cause I was stuck in seeing what everyone in my industry did. And it's not bad because you want to know what's going on. And there's some really specific tactics, but it was just like this light bulb. And my first hot seat, which is where you come to the group and you ask a question was, okay, how do I start running masterminds for entrepreneurs when I've got this whole photography thing? And so I had wanted to do this. Like I knew that there was a part of me that already did it naturally, but I was known in the photography industry. Like I spoke at conferences and I was like on all the stuff. And I was one of the leaders in the, I was one of the first people there. And so everybody kind of knew who I was. I knew all the big names. I knew all these people. And so I had a lot of influence. 
And I was known in that industry. And I'm like, how in the world can I pivot? And all my money was there. And I was overworked. I didn't, I tried to build a team. I did it all wrong. Went back to myself and just had a tiny team that I was learning to rebuild, but I wasn't, I was, I was almost burned out. And I was kind of a little bit, if I'm honest, I was over the photography industry a little bit. And it was really hard because unlike your market where lots of people had pets and that's not changing in my market, fewer and fewer people want photography because they can take a lot better pictures with, I mean, cameras on a phone mm-hmm. changed my entire market, yeah. especially as they got better and better. And it was, it's hard to like say, yes, you can do it when you know the market's in decline, even though there are definitely pockets that are growing now. And that's what I did is I found one that I could see growing because everyone mm-hmm. is moving online and needed photos for that. But I didn't give myself permission to just make the pivot. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a part of me that couldn't be that person or some new person because I was this other person. Right. And so for me, what COVID honestly gave me that painful permission to pivot that I wish somebody had told me, you know what, it's, oh, it's actually okay for you to pivot without that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have made the pivot had I not, it was like three years that it took me to finally pivot because there was always something that kept me busy. I mm-hmm. didn't carve out time to do the deep work. I started a podcast. I did do one thing and started <laughs> sharing the behind the scenes of what I was doing to grow my business that was geared more towards entrepreneurs, but it was filled with photographers listening, which is great. Yeah. I love photographers, but like, it was like, oh, that's not the people I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach, you know, every entrepreneur, not right. just photography ones. Right. And I needed that permission. And so I would just say, if, if, if your people are if you, if you're listening to this and you have been in the pet industry or maybe you've you know, had a pet store but you want to switch to something else within the pet industry like you can you can you don't need anyone's permission you can do it it's <laughs> exactly. okay I'm glad you brought up that like giving yourself permission to pivot because I know right now our pet sitters are haven't probably set enough boundaries for themselves and they're saying yes to clients you know the client requests come through to quickly come over and do a pet sit, or can you squeeze us in because life happens, you know, know, and you need help, you know, right. We need help, whether it's kids or dogs. And we, as consumers tap into our networks and put the request out there and the Mm -hmm. service provider may have rules already in place, but it's, it can be easy for a business owner who also is like, Hey, I could use that cash. It's really not that hard today was going to be my day to do my stuff, but okay. Yes. I will go help you out. And then next thing you know, you're three weeks have gone by and you still haven't gone grocery shopping. Right. So it can be, and you're, you know, and so it can be anyway, exhausting. I I saw in one of our pet sitter networks that somebody, because they stay in other people's homes, the the pet sitter will go and stay the night in other people's homes. They don't have a night for themselves in their own bed until after labor day. And Mm. it's already booked out because they've said yes. Now that's a choice they've made. But Mm -hmm. you can tell that people are starting to kind of go, why did I sign myself up for this? And so I love Mm -hmm. what you just said there about giving yourself permission because you can pivot and it's okay. If you don't know what's next, you know, take the time to do that work. Honestly, if you're going to build a business, this is like no better time. I feel like in ever (laughs) than now Mm -hmm. to do it because of the accessibility of the world and the technology that exists out there. Yeah. Well, and I would say two things to that, that I learned is one you get what you tolerate. So like if you're tolerating people asking for more and more and you just say yes, 
or, you know, you are creating that and it, it sucks to say that, but it's learning those boundaries to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I had done, even just start the pivot towards this was I carved out about four hours on Friday afternoons. And I said, this is my time to do work that I feel like doing. Cause mm-hmm. there was even times when I wasn't even hundred percent sure if I was going to do that or how, or whatever. And it was my free time to play. Even if I didn't have a reason, like there was no project, even if I was in the middle of a launch or some, some big promotion or something where I didn't have the time I took, I forced myself not to do any quote unquote real work or to-do list work and to do fun work, like whatever I felt like doing. So if that meant like putting together a quiz for my people, because it sounded fun, Mm -hmm. not because I needed or had some objective or whatever, I would just do that. Or if it felt like creating a podcast or whatever and and giving myself that space to play and really protecting that can really help you see maybe if they give themselves four hours to consider what would it look like to have a pet store instead of, you know, pet sitting and Mm -hmm. just like dream and research and learn and, you know, like just letting yourself have freedom in your time and, to do what you want to do or not to go play, go hike, right. have some space. I just think that's a great way to start moving that way too. So. Yeah. I love that. I agree too. Okay. So we've talked about masterminds a little bit about your own experience. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you feel like that's one of the highest ways to invest in yourself, right? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've literally invested probably three, $400,000 in myself in education or masterminds or things throughout the 11 years I've been doing this full time and a bunch before then too. And it's by far the highest ROI because, you know, at some point you need the, you need to know the basics of how to run a business. You need to know the basics of, you know, what you need to do. But once you get past that point, you don't necessarily need an eight week course to teach you the one thing that you're really, to answer the questions you have. And so when you can get to be involved in a group that is at your level or beyond, And you can come to them and be like, Hey, I really need to figure out how to convert more of my audience coming in into this high ticket thing that I'm doing. Do any of you have experience doing that? Um, What would you suggest? And what mistakes should I avoid? And you can get all of that in like 15 minutes from a group. Hmm. It's like the most valuable thing because now you're able, because we all have our own experience. We know what works for us and what doesn't. And that's like our most valuable thing. And so when we can actually have a piece of other people's experience like that. It's the fastest way to grow. Sometimes people see things we don't. Like I had a comment that made me $37,000 in a weekend from somebody who's like, Hey, why don't you just do this kind of sale and promotion? And it wasn't something I hadn't, I, I couldn't think of. It was like, Hey, raise your prices, give people one last chance to get it, which I'd done before, but I was so stuck in the weeds and I was like focused on something else that I couldn't see the obvious answer. And she's like, just do this. And then you also have this benefit and this benefit. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course. And I did it. And I made $37,000. One comment, you know, it's like, (laughs) you don't need to have all of the information be relevant completely. You just need one comment a year. Right. That's the right thing at the right time from people who know you and understand your business. And you will make so much more money from that Mm -hmm. than you ever could from if I had taken an eight week course on XYZ. Right. At Pet Boss Nation, you know, we have a program called the Pet Boss Club, which is like monthly group coaching. It's our membership. And it's not what I would call a, a mastermind per se, where it's, um, you know, certain income levels or certain goals or alignment. You know, mastermind is truly kind of a peer to peer group that has the same, 
either goals or interests and are going to hold each other accountable and push towards those goals. And, and the pet boss club is still though a community in a place where people in the pet industry can ask questions and get kind of Mm -hmm. feedback and answers like that from people who will, who care about them and are invested in them because oftentimes, you know, our spouses or significant others or family, they're not small business owners and our friends are not small business owners. Um, sometimes they are, but you have to go choose to find those friends. But you know, some, a lot of people just don't get, don't get it. Yeah. And you know, you get to a certain point where there's really three things I think most people need to, or want to really move forward. And one of those is you need safety. You need a place to come where you can talk about your dreams, then maybe they're just so big that the people in your current relationships can't understand. Like when you say you want to make several million dollars this year, they're like, what, what? or you want to have how many pet stores? You want to open a chain of them or whatever it is. And they can't compute because they just want to go on vacation. They just want to save enough money to get out on vacation once this year. And so yeah. their goals are just not the same. So you need a place where it's safe for you to share your goals, but also to share the struggles um, with people who get it. I think you need a place where you can be seen and known. Like we want people who really know us well, because, you know, Candace, somebody could give you advice, but if they don't know you, they don't know what a fun, brilliant, creative woman you are. And they might be like, do this really boring data. Well, not that you're not data driven. I know you totally are, but like, do this really boring strategic, whatever thing, that's not fun. And it wouldn't fit for you because you are so fun driven. And I know that about you, but they might not. And so when you're seen and known, you get much better advice that fits who you are and then supported. You need people who can support you in your goals, who can encourage you when you're feeling down, who can share the things that are working for them and tell you what not to do and aren't afraid to speak truth to you. So safe, seen and supported is so key in really going beyond where you're at and really growing and being true to who you really want to be and being aligned. And even if it's different than what you've been doing. So when you have that, it changes everything. And that's absolutely why I will continue investing in masterminds and why I run them because, you know, it's not coaching, like you said, because it's not like me telling everybody in the group what I think is best. It's me bringing together and curating because I don't let everyone in. It's a curated group invitation only. You have to fill out an application, but I, I can bring them in to and create groups of people that I know will be able to help each other, even though they might be doing vastly different things. Mm-hmm. And it's the group and their experience. That's truly the value. And you do get to know each other. You do have a safe space where you can share and you do get to support each other with what's working and what's not. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, the other thing Candace too, that I should mention is there's stuff like this, like we would never have probably met and been able to collaborate this way or, you know, like in the wedding photography industry, everyone refers each other. And, you know, when you're in a group of people that have more influence in industries that, And they share that you can pass it around, like borrow each other's audiences. You can both have these huge win-win opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise either. So there's definitely opportunities for collaborations and referrals and uh, growth that you wouldn't have if you weren't surrounded by those people. Yes. Which is a great segue to my next question for you. (laughs) Growth and win-wins for everybody. You know, you said that early on, you grew your business by learning some digital marketing strategies and implying those to your business, but really there's a lot of growth opportunity right in front of us that our listeners could tap into that they might not be. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I used a lot when I was first starting out and it even got more powerful as I grew. And uh, I'm sure it's happening in the pet industry as well, where, you know, maybe a pet store can refer somebody to pet sit for them. And um, you can really partner with other people who have your same client or other people who maybe they just have advice for you when you need it. And I think we all, unless you're totally in a hole where you don't know anybody, I think a lot of us have an insane amount of win-win potential with people we already know. Like I know there's whole courses on how to network and get to know people and whatever. I think a lot of us already have those people in our relationships and network, so to speak to network sounds so impersonal, (laughs) but within the people we already know, or, you know, the people who are in your coaching or your community, like the opportunities there, if they banded together with the people they already know, they're, they're willing to help you. And if you've worked with somebody in the past, they're even more willing to help you. Like if you've gotten referrals from somebody and you've referred them, if you just touch base with them and be like, Hey, this was awesome. I appreciate you. It was great when we did this. You want to sit and talk about maybe doing it or something similar to this together in the future. There's just opportunities. We can, we can create it. We can absolutely create that. And I think sometimes we're afraid to, because we feel like it's a bank account where we give, 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 but then we don't ask because we're afraid that then what if sometime in the future, I need a really big favor and I've depleted this bank account, but that's not at all how it works. In fact, the people that I've gotten the most value from are the people that I've worked with and collaborated with and asked from the most, because then they also asked me and we come up with these win-win situations. So like I've done webinar swaps with a friend of mine who is in the photography industry. We would do these all the time. I would host him in front of my audience and he would do a webinar for them. And then he would pitch something at the end. So he would sell something right there on the webinar. No affiliate links, no, I wouldn't get anything for it. It was just me introducing him to my audience. He would get everybody who signed up, they'd sign up with him. I'd just be there as the host and then he'd keep the money and then he'd do the reverse for me. So Mm -hmm. I would get to do the same thing to his audience. And I would usually get between 500 and a thousand new email subscribers and, and make 10 to 30 grand from that. Cause we both had large audiences. And so we just get hundreds of people on there. And because there was such a high trust level, it would just, it would benefit both of us. And so uh, there's lots of opportunities that that was a huge win for him. It was a win for me. Uh, that we don't even realize are there. And then once you do it and it works, you're like, God, we should do more of this because Mm -hmm. it's like being able to borrow somebody's influence and their authority and their trust. And so when you can, you know, maybe you do some sort of online summit and you bring together people in the pet industry and Mm -hmm. you share some of the things that are working. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's all sorts of things or do something local where you can even do a local event. Yeah. We've seen this happen now. Um, I've actually just saw something where a few different dog treat manufacturers are going to host, there's four of them and they're going to host a zoom or a webinar about just the treat dog treat making business. And they're sharing their ideas, but they're all promoting it. They all have different kinds of dog treats. So they're all getting mm-hmm. a chance to feature their brands. And I love that they're not seeing themselves as competitors in that space. They're collaborating. And then, yeah, on a local level, it could be pet expos, you know, or the email lists or working with a veterinarian to do an Instagram live or a Facebook live. And then you, you know, the other one does it the next week. I mean, you could even do an event in a park where it's come, it's a meet and greet with pets. And then like, you know, a a pet store and a 
pet sitter and you know just a bunch of people from different areas all within the pet industry come together and they all maybe share something with the people or they create a little event for you know a little thing to mm-hmm. do for part of it where people can come and meet each other but also meet you and that and that can be a really and then everybody invites everyone and so you get to actually grow your potential audience and meet them in person and get more business that way. So I think, I think that the opportunities are absolutely endless when we partner. I mean, I, my mastermind is called brighter together mastermind because I genuinely believe we are brighter together and we can come up with better ideas and we can grow faster with the people we already know and the people that are doing what we're doing, who are generous with their knowledge and believe in this abundance of plenty of clients for everybody and who are willing to help us get there. It's just a beautiful thing. Yes. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being here today. You've just shared so many words of wisdom. I've been taking so many notes over here. So I know our listeners, I'm sure have loved you. How can they find you? Um, So there's two different things that I would send people to. Number one, I actually have something called the Brighter Together Challenge, which is all via email. And it is how to look at the relationships you already have and find those win-win opportunities that you can use in your business to grow your business and help your friends grow their businesses as well. And so it's a whole little audit of that and a, a process I walk you through so that you can find those. It's not making new friends. It's like, who do you have that works? Uh, and they can sign up for that at brightertogetherchallenge.com. And then the other thing is I do have a podcast called the Bright Entrepreneur Podcast. And that is a great place to listen to several years worth of behind the scenes stuff that I've done in my business. And I'm doing more and more interviews with other bright entrepreneurs who share what's working in their business now and how they're banding together with others to grow their business as well. Yes. And what I love about what you share in your podcast is that it is applicable to any business. So our listeners will absolutely love your podcast too. So you guys definitely make sure you go and subscribe and then get that resource at the brightertogetherchallenge.com that Jamie just shared because we're, we want to see you continue to grow your pet businesses. Oh, thank you, Candice. And thank you for having me. I feel so honored that you'd have me, even though I'm not a pet business owner. It's just (laughs) such a sweet thing. I adore you. Oh, well, thanks so much for saying that and for being here. And our listeners can go to the show notes of this episode at petboss.com forward slash episode 36. And you can connect to everything that Jamie's talked about and how to find her and, and anything else that you need from Pet Boss Nation. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. We will talk to you real soon. Bye. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated and go boss your business.